Welcome to Song and Plants. My name is Carmen Porter. Here in southern Canada, there are three main insects that cause significant damage to cucurbit plants and yields. The striped cucumber beetle, the calima vitatum, the squash bug, Anassis tristis, and the squash vine borer, Melidia cucurbitae. Knowing their life cycles and adjusting your growing habits accordingly can reduce their impact. I'll post some pest pictures to help with identification on Instagram at Song and Plants. The striped cucumber beetle is widespread across most of North America. It has a black head, yellow thorax, and longitudinal black and yellow striping along its wing covers. They overwinter as adults and emerge in early spring to feed and mate. Eggs are deposited in the soil at the base of host cucurbitaceae plants. Larvae eat the roots. Both larval and adult feeding can significantly damage young seedlings. Melon, squash, watermelon, and cucumber plants that do not yet have three to five true leaves can be stunted or killed. Once flowering has commenced, adults will often gather to feed on and in flowers. This habit provides an opportunity to trap and squash the beetles if you've opted to control their populations by hand. Installing row covers, natural insecticidal sprays, and diatomaceous earth may also be applied before flowering to reduce numbers. I've found that Delaying planting by starting seedlings indoors has significantly reduced plant mortality in my garden. I've also found that striped cucumber beetles tend to prefer Cucurbita maxima over other squash, so an earlier planting of a Hubbard cultivar can act as a trap crop. They will gather intensively on this preferred host and then can be dealt with effectively. Unfortunately, striped cucumber beetles can also harbor the bacteria Erwinia trachyphila that causes bacterial wilt in cucurbits. Once infected, the vascular system of the plant is compromised and susceptible plants will wilt and die. Cucumbers and muskmelons are gravely affected, while Watermelons and butternut squash show some resistance. It is best to remove and destroy not compost infected plants to discourage further spread. Wilt can, however, be a symptom of other issues. Underwatering will cause leaves to go limp. Fusarium and verticillium wilt are soil-borne fungal pathogens that will cause cucurbits to collapse and die. They can persist in the ground for many years. If you're not tilling, 
infection will occur in hot spots. Infected plants should be destroyed and alternative growing locations should be selected or plant-only resistant cultivars. Another possible cause of leaf wilt can be squash bugs. The squash bug, Anacetristus, is a true bug with piercing sucking mouth parts. Heavy feeding on stems will cause runners and young plants to wither and die. Adults overwinter, then seek cucurbit hosts in the spring. They can often be found mating along stems. Copper-colored eggs are often laid on the undersides of leaves in clusters. I inspect my cucurbits every few days to remove and destroy the eggs. Laying tends to taper off in mid-August. Nymphs hatch one to two weeks after the eggs are deposited. They're tiny with light yellow bodies and black legs and congregate to feed. There are five nymphal instars. Their bodies turn light gray after their first molt. As they get larger, squishing them becomes messier. Squash bugs of all sizes stink terribly when squashed. Some people prefer to drop them into a bucket of soapy water. Natural insecticidal solutions may be effective if numbers are overwhelming. I found that the delayed planting of transplants has also helped reduce seedling devastation. If you've witnessed a beautiful orange and black wasp-like moth hovering around your garden during the day, check your squash stems. Squash vine borers, Melidia cucurbitae, can be completely devastating to home and small-scale gardens. They overwinter in the soil as cocoons and emerge as adult moths in late spring. If you choose to try early season row covers for plant protection, it is important to practice crop rotation. The borer will pupate in the soil near the host plant. So if you replant in the same location, you will be enclosing the emerging adults with the seedling cucurbits that you are intending to protect. I found that egg laying tapers off in mid to late July here in southern Quebec. The eggs are small reddish brown and are usually deposited on leaf and main stems. Move the soil away slightly to check for eggs on the stem just below the soil surface. I found it to be worthwhile to inspect and remove the borers at this stage. The eggs hatch in one to two weeks and the larvae bore into the cucurbit stems. They strongly prefer cucurbita maxima and cucurbita pepo. The larvae feed inside the stems and runners for four to six weeks, then burrow into the soil to pupate. Their feeding severs the vascular system of the plant, which leads to wilting and death. An indication of their presence is what looks like wet sawdust surrounding a hole in the stem. Early detection can save your plant, but it is gruesome. With a sharp, clean blade, make a lengthwise cut from the hole 
following the hollowed section. Gently pry it open and remove the larva. They're whitish, plump, with a black head capsule. Dispose of them as you see fit. If you're attempting to save a vining cultivar, mount soil around the runners at vine nodes to encourage secondary rooting. If you want to try planting an early trap crop, I would suggest a Hubbard, Buttercup, or Zucchini cultivar, as they seem to be favorites. On a non-wilt-related note, if your cucurbit leaves are malformed with odd colorations, it might be infected with a mosaic virus. Remove and dispose, not compost, the plant to avoid spread. That was a lot. I'll leave harvesting and storage techniques for next time. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to hear from me monthly, I send out an email with garden musings, fun facts about pollinators, or other botanically inspired anecdotes. To sign up, head over to CarmenPorter.com.